Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11, uh, chapter verse 1, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. One playwright wrote that it's bleeding you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This podcast is about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind. The goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. <laughs> Today is October the 7th, a wonderful Saturday morning, and I'm with Craig Dickerson, as always. How you doing, Craig? Uh, Reg. Hello, <laughs> Craig Dickerson. Yeah. Yes, there is goodness. <laughs> yes, believe it or not. I mean, you know, there is goodness <laughs> in the world. Uh, especially with uh, in light of these shootings uh, that happened in Vegas. It's oh, really, really a horrible thing. We're having a tough week, and we're, we're here at the end of it, and uh, trudging on and forward here. That's exactly right. Really glad to be here. Can I start us off just with a prayer? Absolutely. And then we'll uh, we'll get going from there. Sure, no um, problem. I just want to say, um, dear Lord, thank you for having mm-hmm. us all, all together again. Um, safe, happy, aware, and ready to receive your word and ready to share it. Uh, please uh, grant us your grace so that we can follow in your good works See the good works and do the good works in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 All right. All right. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, Reg, man. I'm yeah. I'm happy yeah. to be here. Yeah. And me, and me as well. So we're trudging on into um, <laughs> more into Matthew. <laughs> yeah, more into Matthew. but uh, And and things are, are getting close as far as the parables that we've been reading lately. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Last week we were on the, uh, I guess the very, the very part where, uh, where Christ enters the temple and uh, and is uh, debating with the priests and the Pharisees. That's right. In front of the disciples mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, it's all coming down. Um, things, yeah. things are a lot more serious. Yeah, yeah. Last week we talked about the parable of the two sons and uh, the. His questioning the the Pharisees, mm-hmm. and now he goes even further. We're getting closer and closer to the uh, the crucifixion of Christ, um, the betrayal, and all of that stuff. Yeah. So it gets into Matthew uh, twenty one, mm-hmm. verse thirty three, through I believe it is um, through forty six. Through forty six, and you're reading the King James Bible, aren't you? Um, well, I, NIV. I mean, actually, Are you reading NIV? yeah, NIV version. Okay, well, so, well. I guess the King James version that was a uh, that's been around since like the the 17th century. Yeah, we can do that one. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like uh, for for people out there looking, there's a lot of different. There are versions. There's the New Living Translation. There's the American Standard Bible. There's the Good News Bible. And I think that at the time when it was put out, there was the Geneva Bible. Yeah. And they they were kind of rivals. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. They were rivals, but everybody calls uh, the King James Bible uh, version the common English. That's right, Bible. and that's the one that I grew up on. Yeah, well, yeah. a lot of people did, and there's, and I guess as we delve into it, you and I were we're, we're approaching. Oh, by the way, we're approaching this from a very kind of newbie point of view, mm-hmm. which I, which gives you know, 
people who are listening to this may contradict us entirely or, or say, what are they talking about? They don't have no idea. Well, sure. You know, <laughs> if, you, if you have some you know, issues or whatever or you want to debate certain things, uh, please hit us up on Facebook and write down or you know, let us know what you think. We're by no means an authority. And, and mm-hmm. I think the, the reason we're approaching this from a certain kind of naive point of view is, is that as, as we embrace the word and it embraces us, kind of want to share that experience and maybe inspire others to kind of go like, you know, I'd like to see things in a different way too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the purpose of it is our faith moving us forward mm-hmm. and uh, and bringing us kind of closer to each other, to, to our fellow man, and to the, the good things we'd like to see happen in the world. And there are some good things that really people <coughs> want to see happening in the yeah. world. I, mean, I know for myself, when I, especially with what's happening in the world right now. It's good to give some perspective, some Christian perspective, as we're walking in the world, how not to look at life in a very bitter way, or what does God have to say about what's happening here. And I really believe that the Bible still speaks to us even now, although it's been around for millennia, mm-hmm. for years and years and yeah. years, centuries. Yeah, told orally and then written down. And yeah. T- interpreted, reinterpreted. A lot of people, uh, you know, who are really into it, either, you know, go back to the Greek and try to translate certain mm-hmm. words and phrases, to, and it becomes even more controversial and more ambiguous. Well, sure, know. sure. You know, the deeper you dive into something. The, yeah, and even found some parallels between what we're what I'm about to read right now mm-hmm. and today's world. I think so. I yeah. think so. I, I I I kind of bracket this by saying, like, if you. One thing I thought about when I was reading this mm-hmm. and, and thinking about how we're going to talk about it today yeah. is that the, one of the overwhelming kind of things that's, that speaks out to me in mm-hmm. this particular verse is God always prevails mm-hmm. where man falters. Yeah. Uh, God prevails. Yeah. And the thing that speaks out to me with this verse, and I'm going to read it in a few minutes, is um, how – how should I say this? How corrosive, how um, – covetous man can be um i mean we're approaching where in this in this tale where um jesus is about to be sacrificed you know even with all of the good that he's done um saving people the miracles and the teachings and uh even the pharisees admit that uh, people look at jesus as a prophet but that didn't help him uh when uh, pontius pilate asked the people who, who do you want Crucified. Do you want it to be um, Barabbas or do you want it to be um, Barabbas? Is that right? Yeah, Barabbas or uh, Christ. And unfortunately, maybe for political purposes or for, um, you know, because they, uh, it's expected, they chose or crucified Jesus Christ. The very people that he serviced, that he um, healed, that he pe- preached to, that he spoke to. That would never happen today, would it? (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Never. You know, take a look at today's crowd and, you know, the folks who have uh, voted for our 45th president and uh, sort of, you know, the the hatred that goes on in the world right now. You think, well, you know, this is such a wonderful, peaceful, and and a lot of them are are Bible, you know, or church-going folk. Um, Yeah, well, I call them Chico's. Yeah. Church goes in name only. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> so let's dive in. I'm going to read to you Matthew 21st chapter, verse 33 through 46. And I'll uh, go not too quickly, but, you know, I'm not going to belabor it. So here it is. This is the parable of the tenants. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. 
Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then he sent other servants to them, more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw his, the son, they said to each other, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretched to a wretched end, they replied, and he will rent the vineyard to the other tenants who will give his, him his share of the crop at harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures, The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. He who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus' parables, they knew he was talking about them. They looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowd because the people held that he was a prophet. And that's it. That's Matthew 21, verse 33 through yep. 46. So the parable itself is Christ is uh, telling to the Pharisees. Um, and here we're talking again. He's speaking in parables. He speaks a little bit differently uh, to the Pharisees <coughs> than he does um, to, to the common man, even though he's using metaphors and imagery mm -hmm. of the vineyard. They're familiar with those metaphors. Yeah. Now, is he speaking to the apostles and the Pharisees overhear them, or is he speaking directly to the Pharisees? Um, I would assume he's speaking to the apostles because Matthew's recounting Right, 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 yeah, exactly. But, that's, uh, that's what I, I, I heard, too. And, I, and I, don't, I don't think they're far from his side. But, right. But this is addressed to the priests mm -hmm. of the temple. He's in the temple talking to the Pharisees, and when he says, like, um, um, when, when he says in um, Matthew uh, 21, verse 40, uh, when the owner of the vineyard, after after the the tenants have killed, mm -hmm. you know the two sets of ser slaves that have come to collect the fruit, and then they've killed the son of the owner right. of the vineyard, and and Christ says, when the owner of the vineyard comes, he asks the Pharisees, what are they going to do to those tenants? And they and they reply, you know, he will totally destroy the wicked farmers that, that rented the vineyard in the first place, and then get other tenants that will do what. He said to do, mm -hmm. and I think you know when you we, we often ask you know ourselves, and I think Christ asks us in these, and Matthew asks us in these parables, mm -hmm. recounting uh, the teachings here, is that we have to put ourselves in mm -hmm. each of the character situation, and that's kind of what the Pharisees are are doing. I think when they when he first starts talking to them about the vineyard and mm -hmm. the and the press, there 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 are some echoes to Old Testament. Old Testament scripture mm -hmm. that Christ is referring to, stuff that they'd be familiar with. Yes, and you're referring to Psalm uh, 8, 118, mm -hmm. verse uh, 22 through 24. Yeah. Um, and I have that. Would read uh, verses uh, 
19 through 24. 19, sure. And this is, uh, this is kind of what, you know, the interior kind of reference that Christ is saying in this, in this parable to the Pharisees. Yeah, so this is uh, ni- uh, uh, Psalms 18. Uh, 19, verse 19 through 24. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. And here's the real thing. The stone the builders rejected have become the capstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So Jesus is, is recounting this psalm. Well, this particular <clears throat> part of the psalm, and, 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 and it's, it's just a part of it, but mm-hmm. these Pharisees would know this by heart. I mean, as soon it's part of a, it's called the Halal, mm-hmm. uh, a song of victory to God, a praise to God. And it was said multiple times verbatim at, uh, from, in Jewish holidays, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so they would absolutely know exactly, you know, where he's coming from. And what this song is is also a, a, a prediction of the, of the Messiah mm-hmm. and the, the Savior, the salvation of Israel. And, yeah. Uh, and so Christ is pretty much telling them, it's right, you know, what's, mm-hmm. what's standing, what the, the stone that you're rejecting. Mm-hmm. The stone that was rejected, which will become the cornerstone, right. is standing right in front of you. That's right. The stone is Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, as we look in the beginning of this parable, mm-hmm. I'm thinking the Pharisees think when he's describing the landowners mm-hmm. and the tenants and you know this kind of metaphor for human existence or the earth or society or mm-hmm. or you know, religious life or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would assume that they would immediately identify with the landowner, the Pharisees. I mean, they're the guys in charge. They're yeah. the guy to order the tenants to, you know, mm-hmm. do the good works, make yeah. the fruit. If they don't do the good works, he orders the slaves to come in and enforce, right? you know, um, God's law. Yeah. And then when that doesn't happen, and they've, they, the, the tenants have, uh, you know, the tenant farmers have you know killed mm-hmm. and taken yeah. what isn't theirs. Christ asked them, mm-hmm. "Well, what should the landowner do?" Because you know they're all ready with their answer already. Mm-hmm. And they say, "Well, yeah, the landowner should just smite them, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> destroy them." But Christ doesn't finish the story. He lets them finish the story. The story remains un- unfinished. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's very clear to me that the landowners in this parable treat the land that they are renting, not own. They are treating as if they actually do own it. It's just like a regular tenant of an apartment who treats the apartment as if it's if, if they own it. But they really don't own it. Or the chemical They're, company that dumps in the river. Well, sure. Right, you right, know, exactly. You know. so, yeah, of course. You can apply, apply to an you know, ecological or agricultural uh, mm-hmm. thing. But um, Clearly, uh, and it shows the decadence of, of mankind, or at least the decadence of, of the Pharisees, who are landowners of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So what is the vineyard? Well, the vineyard could be the earth. The vineyard mm-hmm. could be faith itself. Right. The faith of, or, what, or, or it could just be what they value. Yeah. Power over their flock. Yeah. yeah. And the very fact of killing, I mean, this is really one of the most bloodiest of perils. We were talking over, over breakfast that... 
usually when we think of Jesus and the parables, we think of almost like a, we have a very Sesame Street-like <laughs> um, yeah. vision in our heads of mm-hmm. Jesus speaking to the children and how wonderful it is. But this is very, very crass. I mean, this is very bloody and, and it's very gothic. I mean, it's very uh, stark. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, he, he's speaking to an audience. Actually, he's speaking to two audiences. He's speaking to uh, his disciples. But he knows that he's being overheard by the Pharisees, so he's speaking to them, too. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, the context of this is kind of what is key. Right. You know. And uh, so, you know, there's, there's he's talking about the prophecy mm-hmm. and something that they could relate to. But um, he's also talking about judgment. Yeah. And, I mean, the judgment that they know. Yeah. They know the judgment, mm-hmm. uh, they immediately say, the judgment for these um, mm-hmm. these slaves who are brought in and murdered, the son that was brought in, is, 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 yeah. it should be swift. Yeah. And immediate. And he's foretelling what they are going to do. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he talks about the landlord, the land owners killing the son mm-hmm. he's speaking obviously about himself and what the Pharisees are going to do yeah and, and he kind of reiterates it in the, the stone that the builders have rejected will become the cornerstone right exactly um, and they will reject him those on top of the stone will prosper those under the stone yeah. will be crushed they will trip over it they won't even mm-hmm. they won't even realize that this is significant right you know but um but at, what, what's at the heart of it is is the is the is the rejection of the son? Yeah, I think that's at the very very heart of it. It's right in the middle of this particular story too. Yeah, the rejection of the son it almost gets glossed over. Yeah, and it's interesting because he, Jesus is telling the Pharisees he's requoting Isaiah. Um, I'm sorry, Psalm 118, mm-hmm. um, and even Isaiah 5. Yeah, was that mine? I thought I heard something. No. Okay, I'll edit this out. Yeah, he's, he's quoting, he's basically telling the Pharisees, hey, listen, you know the Old Testament, but you don't even realize what you're reading. You don't even realize what you're studying. Mm-hmm. This is about me. This is about the, the uh, second coming. This has been prophesied, and you didn't even know it. Yeah, the issue is then, you know, it's, a, it's the rejection of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the issue here. Yeah. The fru- refusal to acknowledge him, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and embedded within that, in, embedded within that rejection is mm-hmm. this deadly Violence, yeah, and that's why uh, this is. That's why I think you know you're remarking. This is some heavy stuff. This is not kid stuff, right? Any longer, you know, it's violence against that landowner's son, mm-hmm. and, and 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 through it, um, I think Matthew's throughout it all, even though it is kind of, you know, I mean, what he's what he's really asking us to do is to have a very conscious, real relationship there, not just. Mm-hmm. You know, understand that you know when you hear these parables, and that's kind of the way I take them. Mm-hmm. Is that you're you're involved in every little bit of this? Yeah, we're you tenants. We're, we're, we're tenants. tenants. We're the slaves. We're the landowner. Mm-hmm. We can be any of these characters. We're involved in every little bit of it. Yeah, you know, and uh, the purpose of going to the vineyard, the purpose of of maintaining the vineyard, is mm-hmm. to do good works. Mm-hmm. Is to do these good works and share them. Yeah, you know, and when he's re- when he starts referencing that that 
Hello, mm-hmm. Psalm 118. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's telling them the whole purpose of that is to praise, you know, mm-hmm. the Lord your Father for all of the all of the things that have you know mm-hmm. that He's given you. Yeah, and the things that you know he's, he's He's given you. Yeah, you know to and, and that's I mean that's that's the paying of the rent. Mm-hmm. That is the um, the the offering. That we give to God, and we have to we have to remind ourselves, no matter what we have, whatever riches or you know whatever wealth or whatever wonderful things we have, first world problems, um, we're simply renting. I mean, we have to give praise and give thanks to God, no matter what we have or what status stature we have. Otherwise, we become just like those tenants. Yeah, well, I think it's easy. Yeah, and it's easy to. Just take this metaphor and let it just be a metaphor too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's easy to take the take the word that we listen to in our lives and let it just be words, right? Or symbols, mm-hmm. or like what we were saying last last week, uh, you know, uh, a, a piece of sculpture or or a piece of cloth. Sure. Yeah. What, what's happening in the in, in this particular mm-hmm. um, scripture today mm-hmm. is that these these uh, tenants mm-hmm. are these, you know, they're not. Just seizing and killing an idea. Mm-hmm. They're 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 taking in and and killing a person. Yeah, a person who comes to us mm-hmm. as a gospel. Yeah, and it puts it in really real terms. And I think, like I'm saying, it's really easy for us to just say, "Oh, I'm just going to blow up that idea. I don't care about that idea." Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, I think that's what's boggling about this, uh, yeah, you know, this massacre in, in Vegas. It's, it's, a, it's not about an idea. People want want to know what the idea is. What mm-hmm. what was the motive? Why? Mm-hmm. You know, how yeah. did, how could you, you just kill an idea? <clears throat> you know, and it wasn't an idea to me. Yeah, killed a person, killed a number of persons. Yeah, and it's it's very clear that the tenants. Of course, they were very happy having this vineyard and uh, having, giving access to this land, this property. And, you know, that metaphor can be earth. It can be uh, the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, either they didn't understand the meaning of it or the value of what they have from the beginning, or they did and they lost it. Yeah. Because at the time that they start killing and they start coveting and they even kill the son of the owner, mm-hmm. it's clear whatever mindset they had when they first came in. It's it's completely gone, and it's it's very you know uh, Christianity is that way as well where um, you can come in with um, especially as young Christians you come in with a belief of how to praise God or or you come in with uh, this energy I'm going to uh, really 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 serve God we were talking about this earlier today you know when people join the church you may think oh you know that's it there's that one moment I've been baptized I've been you know perfect mm-hmm. but then you don't think about the work that it takes well uh, the day-to-day work and also um you can ver- if you lose perspective you you forget about the fact hey you made this commitment yeah once christian always christian or you need to keep keep doing the good works it's not just about uh mm-hmm. you know your your i mean uh the, the land i'm keep going back to the landowner right. in the vineyard yeah the landowner puts you in the vineyard gives you all the good things that mm-hmm. uh, that that are, are capable of sustaining mm-hmm. you. Yeah. But your stewardship doesn't end there. Right. And 
this hubris mm-hmm. always seems to of course always seems to enter into the picture mm-hmm. you know and you get i think that it's it's a it's that same hubris that's mm-hmm. that's that's going to make us vulnerable mm-hmm. to do bad things to do violence sure and have the judgment brought down you know yeah and we're, when we talk about judgment we're talking about that i'm kind of talking about how you just shoot yourself in the foot you know mm-hmm. by by not by not choosing to kind of give yeah. to care for to listen to the messenger mm-hmm. to sh- shoot the messenger, which sure. is kind of what I think that, yeah. that phrase comes to yeah. mind, too. And what's also interesting is the land lo- the landowners, because the owner is not there, they forget that the they forget the existence of the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times we can do that. You know, if, if God is not, if we're not in church or if we're not holding the Bible in our hands or mm-hmm. listening to a Christian podcast, <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug, yeah. um, as we're in the world, we can forget our Christianity, we can forget that we are still tenants of this owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can go into, you know, global and, and, you know, like how we treat the environment, how we treat our fellow man. Um, you know, we, we, um, we covet and we uh, do whatever we want to do, and we can even hurt someone else, forgetting that although the, uh, the owner isn't here, although we don't acknowledge the presence of God, God is still around. The owner is still around. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty powerful story, mm-hmm. and like and like with a lot of the parables, the, the um, you know, it, it it doesn't sound crazy or foreign or mm-hmm. or strange, even when you're hearing it for the first time. We should like, we should like read it again, just once again, because the because there's a there's a twist. Mm-hmm. You know, for the original listeners, I'm, th- I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the original listeners. Yeah. There's a twist that that just stands out. You know, just right off the bat. You want me to go through it? Oh sure. I've got a different version. I've got yeah. Let's see the different. Version. I've got the Common English Bible, which I guess is a mm-hmm. kind of a King James okay version. So so here they call it the parable of the tenant farmers, Matthew 21 verse 33, and continuing through 46. This is Christ speaking. Mm -hmm. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he rented it to tenant farmers and took a trip. (laughs) He took a trip, too. But when it was time for harvest, he sent his servants to the tenant farmers to collect his fruit. But the tenant farmers grabbed his servants. They beat some of them. Some of them they killed. Some of them they stoned to death. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first group, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them. They'll respect my son, he said. But when the tenant farmers saw the son, they said to each other, This is the heir. Come on. Let's kill him, and we'll have his inheritance. They grabbed him. They threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. And then Christ breaks the story and says to the Pharisees, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what do you think he's going to do to those tenant farmers? And they said, well, he'll totally destroy those wicked farmers and rent the vineyard to other tenant farmers who will give him the fruit when it's ready. And Jesus said to to them, haven't you ever read in the scriptures 
The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it's amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you that God's kingdom will be taken away from you and will be given to a people who produce its fruit. Whoever falls on this stone will be crushed, and the stone will crush the person it falls on. Now when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard the parable, they knew Jesus was talking about them. They were trying to arrest him, but they feared the crowds who thought that he was a prophet. And there we go. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it becomes pretty pretty grim. It does. You know? Mm-hmm. But again, he he lets them finish the story. Mm-hmm. And he, so you're saying he, he does talk to the Pharisees. He doesn't talk to the disciples. I think they're both, everybody's there. Okay. Because Matthew's recounting it. Okay. But I think that the story is for them, you know? Yeah. And I, th- I think along with the stone stuff, I yeah. mean, that stuff at the end, that's kind of hard to understand. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I've tried to do some research this week. But, yeah. you know, for, for newcomers like me, um, the stone reference, I had to do some research. There's some references for those of you keeping score in playbook. There's some references in Isaiah, uh, chapters, uh, Isaiah 5, uh, chapter 5, verses 1 through 7, mm-hmm. Isaiah chapter 8, verses 14 and 15. And these are references to, mm-hmm. these are prophecies from the book of Isaiah about the Messiah, mm-hmm. about you know when, when the Messiah, when the when the, when the glorious Messiah comes, and and there's also references to vineyards and wine presses. So, in the in those chapters as well. So Christ is talking their language. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's quoting, you know, he's quoting that halal mm-hmm. from Psalms. He's kind of referring to these things from Isaiah. I mean, it's all clicking with them. Yeah, they're getting this, and even a lot of the disciples who were raised, you know, mm-hmm. knowing, uh, you know, the Old Testament, the Hebrew Testament. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's getting it. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, you know, I, you know, I'm this cornerstone. You know that, you know, you're going to trip over. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you're going to reject. You know, you're going to think is, you know, is nothing, and it's going to become, it's going to become the thing that's most important in your life. Right. In every sense of judgment, mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, the stone in which the, the, the is the foundation of a building. And it's gonna it's gonna be a stone that trips you up, mm-hmm. but it's never going to go away. You know, you may falter. Mm-hmm. This remains. Yeah, and uh, and he's he's basically putting it right in their face. And the analogy of the stone. I mean, you know, when we think of uh, Roman, when we think of the ancient um, artifacts that are still with us that haven't withered away, it's made of stone. Mm-hmm. I mean, stone does last forever. So. Early, I think, and early Christians, you know, interpreted the stone mm-hmm. as as Jesus Christ itself. Right. I mean, that that's this is just upon you know reading this and mm-hmm. and researching this. But again, like like me and like a lot of people who are mm-hmm. hearing this, you know, for the first time, are just kind of going like, what What's all this stone stuff? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense mm-hmm. on its face, but it kind of like, trust me, there's there's some there's some there's some deeper interpretations there and you can go and find like little references all throughout the bible yeah but um but this is i think the primary reason of this is to get a reaction from these priests Mm -hmm. 
not a great reaction because like it says at the very end, you know, after hearing this and, yeah. and knowing that he's talking about yeah. them. And exposing the priests yeah. to the other mm -hmm. members of the crowd mm -hmm. and, and to the disciples, yeah. And, you know, saying, and Christ saying, Jesus, I, I myself am the stone mm -hmm. that, uh, that you've rejected and, and, and the stone mm -hmm. that you're going to stumble over. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and uh, you know, you see, yeah, he's basically putting it right in their face. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, just to kind of break that down a little bit more. How yeah. Do, I think the the hard part is what we have to say, and this is kind of where it's difficult. Is how do how you know what what is this going to what is it, you know we were talking about the how before. Mm, yeah. What is this going to do? What does it mean for our lives? Yeah. What does this particular thing mean for our lives? Yeah. Well, one thing that you've always pointed out is what do we see ourselves as? Are we the landowners? Are we the yeah. tenants? Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the very first question is who's the landowner? And a lot of people will say, well, that's God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God's the landowner. But I think in a lot of these respects, I put, I'm identifying with the Pharisees because he's talking to the mm -hmm. Pharisees. So I... When he says landowner, I immediately think like, well, you know, okay, I, you know, I'm the Pharisees. I'm going to identify with them, the spiritual leader. Mm -hmm. You know, because I send, you know, I, I send instructions to the people. Mm -hmm. You know, work the vineyard. You know, mm -hmm. pay me at the end. Yeah, doesn't happen. I send, you know, mm -hmm. the messengers to yeah. tell them what the, what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are some folks who have come to the church. And let's say they've been rejected for whatever reason. Are those the slaves, maybe? Yeah, the slaves or, 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 the, or the other workers and yeah. whatever. I mean, there are plenty of people, mm -hmm. uh, some of our uh, very good friends, who have rejected the church because, not because of God, but because of the people, of, of members of the church. Well, maybe they just don't have time. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, we scramble each week and every day to work mm -hmm. for ourselves, you know, to earn right. that dollar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, back to the, the analogy of, you know, when we think about tenants who have the tenants who either kill uh, the, the workers that the owner is sending to reap the crop. Because obviously, and that's another thing to think about, the owner is sending people to do the work the tenant should be doing. <laughs> or to tell them what the proper thing to do is. Right, exactly. Because yeah. obviously if the tenants were doing the right thing, would there be even a need to send slaves or, or the other workers to collect the harvest yeah i think no so obviously something is wrong mm -hmm. so that's another thing to think about but but i do think some of our friends who who do try to join the church or let's say learn a little bit about god and they're rejected for whatever reason um that's another example of you know the tenants rejecting or barring you know people from uh doing the work of god or accepting uh the word of god okay. so um that's yeah. That's one one way of looking at it. I mean, to apply it to ourselves when we ask ourselves who we are, and sometimes it applies to us. You know, sometimes we are the tenants, mm -hmm. and because we're too high on our horse or whatever, or too busy with work or whatever, we reject or we do things that are are not correct or that uh, that God we know better that we know that uh, God doesn't want us to do. Yeah, well, the you know the, the slaves could be the prophets. That's I mean, right. you know. I mean, in a way, you know, the landowner is sending these slaves over and over and over. Oh, they didn't like the first batch? I'll send even more. Right. I'll send a big, you know, mm -hmm. important person, my son. Yep. You know, these are, you know, 
these could be the prophets, the word, and they're just ignoring it. Right. They're just ignoring it because they're working for themselves. They're, mm-hmm. not, work, they're not doing their works for, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you know, for the benefit of, 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 of the vineyard owner. Yeah. The Lord, mm-hmm. in this case, you know, and so when the. You know when the when the Pharisees hear the you know the the, mm-hmm. the twist yeah it, it's not a happy it's not a happy moment for them you know oh right right exactly you know? yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's it reveals too much yeah and and in a way you know when you talk about us being the Pharisees no one wants to be compared as Pharisees or whatever but really <laughs> getting putting aside the whole condemning Christ and trying to arrest him and 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 convict and kill him. Obviously, we don't want to compare ourselves to that. But the Pharisees are people who have heard the word of God but have rejected it or they're interpreting it their way instead mm-hmm. of God's way. And that applies to all of us. I mean, yeah. well, uh, they, well they, they they see themselves as, you know, people of faith. Right. And I, and up until, I guess, this moment before their challenge, right. they, they have been people of faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I would assume that you know, seeing this Jesus Christ walk in and and, mm-hmm. and having you know, basically you know, read their beads. Yeah. You know, it's not very comforting. Right. But I'm sure there were some who listened and kind mm-hmm. of went like, you know, this sort of guy sort of makes sense. And, yeah. And, and but maybe ignored it. Yeah. As yet another. Yeah. Another group of slaves <laughs> come yeah. in to mm-hmm. tell you what you should be doing. Yeah. Or maybe they're so trapped in their own laws and their own regulations mm-hmm. that they say, well, you know, Jesus isn't following the, the regulations that we've set forth yeah. or the rules that we've set forth. Who is he to come into our temple and tell us that this is wrong? Mm-hmm. This is what we've set forth. Getting caught up in the rules instead of, you know, why they're there in the first place. Mm-hmm. The, the tenants who have forgotten their owner. So what would you do if you had to tell this to a child? I mean, if you had to like mm. express this parable, I mean, you know, like like you were saying earlier, I mean, it's like, uh, uh, um, how do you how do you say these horrible things? Yeah, you know, um, to some to some some innocent ears that that matters. I mean, my yeah. sister this week, she mm-hmm. had to her her eleven ten eleven year old uh, yeah. girl, she had to explain to her ten uh, eleven year old girl. Um, about what happened in Las Vegas, Las Vegas yeah, on Sunday, yeah. and she was like, "How do I explain this?" Yeah, and I think uh, you know, I, I said, "Boy, that's a tough one." Mm-hmm. Um, I the, and it, there's something in here mm-hmm. that's deadly and scary, yeah, and frightening too. But yet, something that needs to be heard. Yes, and. I ended up telling her, you know, just tell her that there are really, really good people out there. Mm-hmm. And when you don't hear their voices, yeah. hear the voice in yourself that's good. Yeah. You know, listen to that inner voice that yeah. says, you're a good, you're a good person. Mm-hmm. You're a strong person. And understand that even if you, there are uh, others who feel the same way, mm-hmm. but you cannot hear them, but you can always hear your own voice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know, that sounds like the best I can do right now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, is, is, I'm glad you asked that because I've actually thought about that. Um, I compare it to, let's say, a mother mm-hmm. who has, uh, let's say, two kids. One kid who is very obedient, one who is not really all that obedient at all. And there's, there's a mess on the floor, spilt milk, let's say. The mother's like, well, I could clean up this milk, but really I need my sons to do it because they need to learn. So, um, 
And I'll tell my one son who's obedient, but he's always obedient. I'm going to ask the other son, hey, I want you to come clean this up. That son's like, well, yeah, I'll do it, but a little bit later on. And mother's like, no, 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 I really need you to clean this up. The son gets, you know, a little irritant. Listen, I said, I'll take care of it later. The other son is actually up in another room cleaning and cleaning another part of the house. So the mother slips on the milk and falls. The uh, son's like, oh, mom, here, let me, let, me, let me help you or whatever. It's like, well, that's nice, but, you know, it would have been nice if you had come a little bit earlier when I, when I wanted you to. And I thought about that analogy when it comes to, and not to, that this is political, but the Republicans who are now thinking about, you know, oh, that legislation. That's political. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought it was about milk. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. So, and of course, you know, when we get into the analogy of back to Jesus and the, uh, the scripture, that milk could easily be blood. It could easily be, you know, listen, you know, because it's obvious that God, he continues to send people into the vineyard to do the work that isn't being done. I think she ended up telling my uh, telling her daughter uh, mm -hmm. uh, some quote from Fred Rogers. Oh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and something, so sort of, Reverend Fred Rogers. Something like, you know, when, when, you know, if a child asks about, yeah. you know, when, why something horrible is happening, why this is happening, mm -hmm. uh, I think he said, like, well, in those cases, always look for the helpers. There will always be helpers. That's right. Always look for them. Mm -hmm. They will be there. Yep. Yep. Really nice. And I think, um, I think instead of making a bloody analogy, like you know, like milk blood or blood, or the killing of slaves and right. sons and right. stuff, right. if we look at the vineyard itself and yeah. what the vineyard represents, right. our world and and our function in it, it's mm -hmm. and. And in times of crisis, like what we're talking about, mm -hmm. you know, this week, maybe next week too. Yeah. Um, we got to look at the whole purpose of the vineyard is to do the good works. Right. Is to do these good works in, right. in the name of God, love, Christ, whatever you mm -hmm. pin it on. Yeah. You know the responsibility of doing good works. Yeah. And and to know that that that's necessary. Mm -hmm. In in Christianity, we be believe that by mm -hmm. doing these good works, we are attaining to the kingdom of heaven because mm -hmm. we're residing within the kingdom of, the head of, of yeah. heaven. Yeah. Good things are happening because mm -hmm. we're making it happen. We're doing action. Right. And it's the way in which we live through our loving work mm -hmm. that determines, yeah. you know, that relationship mm -hmm. with ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. with the vigor owner, yeah. with, with the other people. We're the, the, the purpose of all this. Yeah. It's the way in which we do that. When I, when I think about you know, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, he, he was on uh, the show and he talked, he had mentioned, um, you know, he had a blurb about gun legislation and all that sort of stuff. But he had made, he had said that it seems like he had opened up, what was his quote? It was like a, a, a window into hell. He basically talked about all of the things that were going on. And I do think about, okay, so we've had Hurricane Harvey that hit, I think it was two weeks ago. Then we had Hurricane Maria. Then we had another hurricane, I can't even think of the name, um, Starts with an I, uh, something, uh, and now there's another hurricane that, that's coming. <laughs> it's already gone. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And we've had a couple of, you know, like Irma. We've, we've already Irma. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. And then we've had uh, the Charlottesville thing, which we've already forgotten about, uh, the uh, alt right and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah. And people may be thinking, how in the world can we even think about there being a God and there being goodness in this world when all of this stuff is happening all within this year, all within this month, and it just keeps on hitting again and again. New Orleans is about to get hit again yeah. with another Al Alabama's hurricane. on. Yeah, yeah. and. You know, when you mentioned about the helpers, perhaps 
because you and I have talked about off mic about whether there is a Satan or whether there is a devil or whatever. Maybe, and that's maybe another conversation beforehand. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe this is a test to see. You mentioned that the helpers. Mm-hmm. How are we going to address? How are we going to answer? Um, how are we going to respond to despair and pain? Mm-hmm. And if you want to call it evil, how, how do we respond to it? And if we don't respond to it the first time around, okay, here's another test. Mm-hmm. Here's another test. Well, the, that's what <laughs> that's what's so test. interesting about. And I want to draw this. We're coming right back into the scripture. Again. Yeah, that's what's so interesting about this story because if you look, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go back because I, sure. I hope people are reading this because you know the the more times you read it, the more it kind of starts to mm-hmm. coalesce. Yeah, into an interesting little plot twist story and mm-hmm. so, I'm sorry guys but Jesus is too clever by half and yeah. you know like like clever like a fox sure uh, but when he says when when Jesus stops the story mm-hmm. after they've killed the son they grab him they threw him in the vineyard and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him and then Christ immediately changes uh, point of view and says now, when that owner of the vineyard comes, what do you think he's going to do with those farmers? Mm-hmm. And I think that, in a way, answers your little question. Okay, we're looking at the worst possible situation here. We're at the crisis tipping point. They've killed everybody. They've done all this awful stuff. Mm-hmm. It's happened over and over without any kind of change. And then mm-hmm. the story is incomplete. Mm-hmm. Doesn't finish the story. He says, how would you finish this story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't finish it. He says, you finish it. Mm-hmm. How would you do that? Yeah. There's no pretty picture here. This is tough love. What do you do? Yeah. How would you teach those tenants a lesson? Mm-hmm. What do you think you should, what do you think the, a, a proper vineyard owner would do? Yeah. And he doesn't tell them what to do. Yeah. And it's interesting. The Bible, I I know that you said that he's talking to the Pharisees, but it really isn't clear. It just says they. Yes. So I don't know if it's the uh, The disciples disciples or the Pharisees. Or or the people listening, you know, the the tax collectors, the prostitutes, the people who are wondering – What's all this stone vineyard stuff? About, right, you right, know? right, exactly. Yeah, who people aren't versed in the Old Testament. But it is interesting. Yeah. If it were the Pharisees and he says, hey, what should happen to these people? Mm-hmm. A- I.e., yeah. what should happen to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Have you ever – okay, Norman and I in, on another podcast, we talked about corporal punishment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if your dad or mom ever, you know, took you to the bathroom and gave you a beating or whatever. Uh, are you talking about the belt? Yeah. Well, I know the belt. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm not going to say how old I am. We're all, we're all of, the, of that age. But, but, uh, know, there was, there was, I, I had to go cut. You ever had to have, have somebody uh, say, oh, go, go, get, go get me something to beat you with. Uh, go, cut, go cut me a switch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had to go through that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you get and you get a little bitty one, a little skinny one. You know, yes. you just, and, yeah. Yeah. You figure it out, right? Uh, so uh, my dad, <laughs> my dad, if dad, if you're listening to this, <laughs> love you very much. So, in any case, dad says, "Listen, I can beat you, but if you," t- he says, "if you tell me the truth, 
Whatever you did, I think I did something crazy. If you tell me the truth, I will give you a spanking, but I'll have a respect for you as a man. Although I was a kid. I don't think I was like six years old. <laughs> well, well, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would have heard of spanking. Right. <laughs> but if you tell me you didn't do it, um, then I will, I'm going to leave you alone. But I'll lose respect for you because I believe you did it. Wow. So he's basically saying, what should I do to you? What mm-hmm. do you deserve? Yeah. So it reminds me a little bit of this verse where Jesus is saying, what, sh- what do you think should happen to you? Yeah, what's the and he's already mentioned, the, you know, the, the tenants have killed the son of the owner. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's awful. Everything that's happened is bad, bad, bad. Yeah. But he's predicting, I know what you're going to do. He's calling them out. I know what you're going to do. He doesn't say, I know. He says, what would you do? Right. And then he proceeds to kind of like talk even more kind of like mm-hmm. mystically or, or kind of not d- indirectly yeah. about, well, you're going to fall because mm-hmm. it says so. Right. Because you're in, in quoting your words mm-hmm. to you yeah. that the cornerstone mm-hmm. that you ignore is going to be the one that get, bites you. Right. You know, you, you said, yeah. you know, you know, this backwards and forwards that that's true. Yeah. And, uh, and this is a way of saying you've done this to yourself. <laughs> you've done it to yourself. You want to be the vineyard owner? Mm-hmm. Then, and you want to exact revenge? Mm-hmm. That's the world you created. Right. It isn't the, it isn't the world that has to be because I didn't finish the story. Right. You finished the story. Yeah. You finished the story. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as Jimmy Kimmel and looking into horror and hell, yeah, we're at that point. Mm-hmm. And the story's not done. Yeah. Well, we keep on giving these tests, you know, pass the test. You know, if we're good to each other, then, you know, we can handle these, you know, disasters and we can be good for climate change or gun control or, you know, pick your, uh, you know, pick, pick your poison. Uh, let's, uh, let's stop all nuclear armor. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that would be helpful. Uh, yeah, that'd be a nice but thing. One, but, you know, if we, don't <laughs> stu- if we don't stop, I mean, not to be apo- apo- apocalyptic, mm-hmm. one of these days, you know, we're going to fail the test and there won't be any more tests. It's coming all, it's coming all around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the youthful people in the world understand this. Yeah, it's not the world they want to live in. Right. Um, I think I'm energized by all of the um, response of social media and so forth that's contributed to actually having activism be mm-hmm. not a dirty word or not right. just something that's relegated to our radical friends and thank goodness they're there and we don't have to participate. Right. Exactly. I think that I see you know. Uh, 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 I see, I see uh, uh, um, people becoming uh, a lot more comfortable with the idea of saying no mm. and trying to speak truth to power. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that, you know, the evil forces or whatever you want to call them mm. are going to let up. They're, they're going to muscle up even more. Sure. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do about mm-hmm. controlling, you know, you know, whether or not people can shoot thousands of rounds within 10 minutes yeah exactly i don't i mean i'm not really i honest honest to god i'm not really interested in knowing who this person was Mm. or why they did what they did yeah i think the only motive i see is that because they were able to do so Mm -hmm. because they had the ability because we allowed them yeah we allowed them (coughs) yeah to have the ability to do so then so the motive the whatever motive becomes Mm -hmm. That's, you know, mm-hmm. we have to take it. I take it to heart that that's my motive. I didn't stop it right. before it started. 
Exactly. And and I think, you know, we can we can complain, you know, like when you hear Trump or uh, anyone else, especially conservatives, say, well, you know, let's focus on that one individual person. Well, I mean, any I know that, you know, we've we've had a discussion about evil and whether there's Satan or whatever. Um, I when I hear individuals basically just do things, do evil things, even though they have um, all sorts of gifts all sorts of things. You know, I've heard this guy is, is rich and, you know, he had a girlfriend and he seemed to be, you know, doing okay. But yet he still felt the need to do all of this. Uh, it makes me wonder. It almost reinforces in my personal belief that there is evil and, you know, there, there are, if you want to call it Satan or whatever, you know, it's whispering, you know, things into other people's ears. But you're absolutely right. The, the onus is on us. What are we going to do about it? What are we well, going to do about well, well, the, well, the gun well, legislation? We're left with yeah. no one there except maybe his girlfriend or his emails or his bank receipts to try and figure out the why and who this person was. Eventually, what it comes down to mm-hmm. is what are we yeah. – what, 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 what is our personal yeah. stake? We do waste a lot of time focusing on questions that are irrelevant. Because I tell you, you know, that's that's the only the motive that I see is that what I feel personally I haven't done to stop it. Right. I mean, you know, how many more prophets and slaves are we going to be are going to be sent to that's my exactly vineyard right. till I get it? That's exactly right. How many more, you know, how many more deaths have to like <coughs> fall fall on mm-hmm. on our people before we mm-hmm. demand yeah. that our representatives make sure this doesn't happen anymore. That's a great analogy. You know, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, you can keep ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll keep sending these tests. Mm-hmm. You yeah. call them tests. Right. Um, I think they're messages. Yeah. Um, brutal messages. Yeah, I don't think God, I really do not believe God punishes. I think we punish ourselves. Certainly. You know, we talked about the vineyard. You know, if, excuse me, you know, the tenants came to the vineyard were given the vineyard by the owner to work on it, yeah. to cultivate a crop, to to bear fruit, to do something wonderful. But uh, but it appears, you know, with all of the bloodshed that happens inside of it, it was never that purpose of the vineyard. They were never there to kill, but they did. Yeah. They were never there to stone, but they did. They were never there to kill the, the son of the owner, but they did. The intent w- was never to share. Mm-hmm. Intent's a good word. The intent, uh, I mean, the, in, the intent of the tenants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The intent of, the, the intention <clears throat> was never to share. Right. To keep. Right. What they worked for. Right. You would say, you would argue that, well, they worked for it. should be theirs. Which harkens back to what we talked <coughs> about, uh, the coins, the talents. Yeah. Remember the uh, that? Yeah, 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 the parable of the talents. That's right. Yeah, you could say it's theirs. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say what kind of contract mm-hmm. uh, they made with the with the vineyard owner. The vineyard owner is the one that prepared it. Yeah, he cleared it out. Mm-hmm. He put the tools in place. He gave them all the things they needed to mm-hmm. make it necessary to do the work in the vineyard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not like they were just stuck out in the, you know in the dirt and mm-hmm. saying, "Okay, figure it out, people." No, it was all, there was a plan, mm-hmm. and there was an and there was an, a motive. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing specifically saying what the contract was. He just said he just brought slaves to say like, okay, it's time for you to give back, you know what, mm-hmm. you know, what you produce from the tools that I've given you. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, they could have, they could have, you know, 
argue. Mm-hmm. Said no, but though they decided to just take it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's that's kind of that's that's kind of where it's laid. There's a lot of vagaries there. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean that. I mean that is the sin when we talk about. I mean, one of the reasons why I like that word um, uh, intent. Working in a law office, you know, it's all about intent. That's a meaningful word. Huh? <laughs> yeah, because it, it's it's the why. You know, what did you intend to do? And when you ask a question, what is your intent of, of the question? What what answer do you are you looking for? Or, you know, why did you do what you did? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say that we waste we waste time asking what was the intent of the guy who shot, you know, a bunch of folks. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what is the intent of us? What is the intent of the Pharisees? What is the intent of the uh, the landowners when they took it? You know, if he if you have the intent that was given to us by God who gives us the vineyard. And we take on, hey, th- I'm giving a res- I'm given a responsibility, so let me focus on the responsibility. It's not about what I want or, or my intent. I've been given a gift. It's like if you gave me money, if you said, hey, Reg, I want you to hold on to 100 bucks, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be back in a week. You know, just hold on to it for me. I'm given a responsibility. But if I have an, uh, an ul- ulterior intent, then I can go to Vegas and gamble and, you know, whatever and do whatever I want. And hopefully make a profit and give you your money back, or or run from you if I, I spend it. Or stone me to death, or something. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, obviously, my intent is the source of my sin. Uh, if 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 you know if 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 I covet and, and all of that sort of stuff. Well, I wonder about these tenant farmers, and now I'm really kind of like picking mm-hmm. this apart. Yeah. I mean, are they child voters? With with these tenant farmers, mm-hmm. I mean, would, say say a few of them said, mm-hmm. you know kind of dissented or disagreed and said like, don't kill the slaves. That's a really bad thing to do. Yeah. That sends a bad message to the vineyard <laughs> owner. It really does. It's yeah. Poor, it's poor form. It doesn't you sound know, like there was a lot of argument. I think that, no. I think they somehow. You know, gathered consensus. Yeah, yeah. And that. So, what about those followers? Mm-hmm. What about the ones who kind of just acquiesce to this mob yeah. rule? That's exactly right. You know, you know that that's just as bad. You know. Yeah. I always say evil needs help. Yeah. You know. I mean, they didn't do it alone. They they banded together. Right. You know. Yeah. And then he sent more. Exactly. They banded together and, and killed them. I mean, I even wonder the you know the original. I mean, would they? Because you think about when people, when I think about evil, I don't think that people are born evil. I think that um, it's something that is acquired or learned, or maybe it's just our carnal desire. You know, we're we, you know we're only a step away from the animal kingdom, if you believe. In, um, I mean, I, I do, um, and perhaps it's our carnal nature. You know, perhaps when we learn education and all of our disciplines or whatever. That's that's what separates us from the animal kingdom. Our conscience, our our uh, belief that you know we should be good to one another. And I and I and I I, I think I see things in a similar way that yeah. you you do. Except, um, I believe that the you know again we when we're shown acts of love mm-hmm. and when we start to produ- they don't happen by accident. Right. Somebody has to hit that spark right. within you and and say and, and show you an act of love. Mm-hmm. Hey, Reg, I want you to hold on to this $100. Right. And, yeah. you know, you can probably, hopefully, give it back to me in a week. You know, <laughs> right. you're a nice guy or whatever. Right, but, right. But, you know, it's up to you to use that muscle mm-hmm. to do good works, to do the right thing, mm-hmm. to help others. It's – the choice is yours. Yeah. And – Maybe there are some evil people who haven't 
used that choice or wouldn't know how to work that muscle right. or it hurts right. or it's atrophied yeah. or whatever. But yeah. I don't believe that I, – I, I guess I, I – I don't believe that people are intentionally horrible people. Right. I just feel as though they haven't been opened and haven't been exercised mm-hmm. or massaged yeah. in the right kind of way. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of people around who are hearing this yeah. who can go like, you know – I could probably do a little something charitable this week. Sure. I could probably move that muscle. Yeah. And muscle is a wonderful analogy because it really does need to be worked. If you don't do it, not one can say every day. Well, consider the alternative. Right. You get flabby. Yeah. Spiritually flabby. And that would be evil. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That would be a sin. Yeah. Uh, Because. (laughs) Or a shame. There are people who deliberately do evil things. But there are a lot more people who are just what I would call spiritually flabby. You know, they're like, oh, that's horrible. And then they don't do anything else. <laughs> <Guess that's> <laughs> you know, let's watch football or something like that. It's and, too uh, early to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. Uh, this, this is premature. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we do need to, to, uh, to work the muscle. I mean, the only way that if we complain about how horrible the world is, you can complain all you want. But what are you doing about it? Yeah, well, once once you do a charitable act, or once you start to kind of kind of look at look at the look at your daily life and see like, mm-hmm. oh man, I'm I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna make Daisy a nice breakfast this morning. There you go. You know. Yeah. I well, you know, you, know, <laughs> you were telling me when you know, when you were at church, you know, when you were asked, you oh, were oh, last week. Yeah. Oh gosh, it was to do a bunch of stuff, <laughs> and it, I think when you were telling me about, it, I was like, wow, you know, you must have because it was like. I want you to do this just one thing, and it'll just take you maybe a half an hour. I think you had to be an usher for the church. Nope. And all of a sudden, it turned, so, it, it, it turned into an all-day it, thing. It was, it was one a, person needed this, and then while uh, you were doing that, you had to wipe up some poop from the front oh, of the it was church. A, yeah, it, was a, it was a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> right. the, whole, the whole service was – I didn't even get the sacrament. I felt like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you were busy working the vineyard. It worked out. Yeah. It worked out. No, but it's just like – the. it's it's easier. It's easier once you yeah. – once you once you step up a little bit, do I would say yeah. do a charitable black, do something sweet for yourself, or if you if you don't have anybody else to do something sweet for, do something sweet for yourself. Yeah. Learn how to use that muscle. Consider the alternative. Exactly. You know that is exactly right. And it could have been so easy for you to say no. Well, it could have been. I yeah. could have just like ran out the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> Went home. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. But um, no. But you, you know, you felt it. <clears throat> within your nature to to work, and uh, although I'm sure you know you may have felt a little abused, that's no, all right. But um, it was fun. No. I was I was laughing the whole time. No, really. you, you did it in service I, I, of, was, of the I, Lord. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it, it, it just made me crack crack up a little bit. Wow! And I was worried that we were we were over the over, we we're over the hour mark. Oh no, we're gonna have to cut <laughs> a bunch of this stuff, right? No, I was a little worried that we weren't going to uh, to push through. But no, I think this is a fantastic discussion. It's uh, about service. Pleasure, man. It's about uh, handling, you know, how do we how do we deal with the evil things, both natural and man-made? Yeah, well, that, I'm glad we can find some goodness in this. And I think, as I said in the beginning, I think the whole purpose of this Matthew uh, quote we read today is to, like, understand that, you know, God God's prevailing. Mm-hmm. He's, he's always going to be be winning. That's exactly right. Be on right. the winning side. Yeah, and uh, like I said, these tests that happen, you know, all we have to do is to to answer the test, and really answering the test is very easy. Serve, you know, serve your your fellow man. A little bit, a little bit, it grows. Yeah. It it grows. And for those whose hearts are closed, it takes 
it takes more than just a few people to pry them open. Mm-hmm. Hopefully there's more and more than just a few people to do that. Yeah. And, yes, if you, you know, if you have a hard heart or, you know, you really just don't have it in you to serve, you can look out the window and see all, you know, the bad things. You're going to have to look at yourself as well because. Well, be perceptive because we're coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're coming. We're, we're entering, you know, your consciousness through this podcast. You're like, oh, my God, I feel so guilty now. I guess I got to serve. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Should we do prayer or uh, wrap it up? Uh, let's see. Let's, um, let's, let's end it in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for um, waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. Uh, we thank you for your message uh, through uh, Matthew, 22nd chapter, and uh, in the book of Isaiah. We uh, thank you so much for your word and for, um, for even the tests that you give us. Um, and we pray that we can answer the test um, a little better than we've done beforehand, and that even in the chaos and uh, some of the... Um, the atrocities that happen, both man-made and natural, that we can still bond and we can still have faith and we can still serve each other <clears throat> and be there for each other because we're all children of you, Heavenly Father. And we thank you and uh, we ask that you bless us in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> all right. All right. So um, let me give you uh, the little blurb that I always do. You can find You Gotta Have Faith on the Apple Podcast app and on all iPhones and iPads. That's that little purple icon that you have on uh, your phones that you probably never use. And if you are using it, you can tell someone else. You can also find You Gotta Have Faith on iTunes. If you're using a desktop or a laptop, just click on iTunes, click on Store. You're not going to buy anything. Don't worry about that. Search the engine. Use the search engine on the upper left-hand side, and you can find You Gotta Have Faith. For Android users, you can either log on to SoundCloud.com or download the SoundCloud app and search for You Gotta Have Faith. And that's it, my man. All right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on next week, but it should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it, folks, and we are out. Oh, oh, oh.